You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tuned in to Unapologetic, and I am Stacy, and I'm so glad that you guys joined us because I know you guys have probably been missing us for a few weeks since we've moved the schedule to just once a month. But thank you so much for joining us and listening to us. And I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Rayshon. How are you? What's going on, everybody? See, we stuck to our word. We say we're gonna be here the first of the month. First of the month, Bone Thugs and Harmony is the first of the month. Can you believe what's well, the second? Technically, can you believe uh, it's November? No, I don't want to think about it. That's crazy. Crazy. Like, didn't last week I just tell you Happy New Year? <laughs> I know. I'm like, wow. 2017 that? went by really, it really was fast. A blur. Cause what, what happened this year? Like last year, we can go all about the events of last year. But what, like, what was that? Well, other than you know Maria and Irma acting a damn fool out there on the Atlantic Ocean, like, well, what else happened? The success of Party B. I said, no. I mean, I'm saying. I mean, I got nothing else. I mean, Party B's uh, 2017 is what I hope. Lit. Right, for my 2018, yeah, okay? Yeah, baby. Like I said, what church did she go to? What, what pastor told her that 2017 was going to be her year? Because that's the service I want to go to yes. this New Year's Eve, yes, okay? Yes, it's definitely been her year. And Man. also, can you believe that Thanksgiving is just a few weeks away? Oh, dog, no, I'm waiting for that. That could be next week for all I care. All right, so I have an interesting Man. story about Thanksgiving. Which we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, let me introduce my guest co-host. I'm really excited that he's here because I've been trying to get him in the Unapologetic studio for a minute here. You know, he's been so busy. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's Mr. Mike Trey, and he's also known as my brother. But let's welcome Mike Trey to the show. Let's give him a hand. Let's give him a hand. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. This family right here, y'all. Thank you. What up, though? All right, so... In case you don't listen to the show, Mike Trey, what we do is we start off with a little celebrity and entertainment news, and then we go into our topic for the evening. So our topic tonight is a very serious one. So with all of the recent allegations that have occurred with these Hollywood moguls. Mm. Horny Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes, Harvey Weinstein, amongst others. Recently, the most recent is Kevin Spacey, oh, uh, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, we're talking about sexual harassment and, you know, sexual, you know, beyond sexual harassment, but a sexual assault and things that people don't really talk about. In regards to these things, because they've been happening for a long time and now people are just now starting to talk about it. So we're going to talk about how we can actually increase more awareness about this so that hopefully we can end some of this. All right. But let's first get into our celebrity entertainment news. All right. So as we talked about, it's been Cardi B's year, right? It gets better and better. So if you guys have been following Cardi B or Celebrity News, period, you will know that she recently got engaged to Migos Offset. And he presented her with a half a million dollar engagement ring. Yes. This better last. That's all I'm saying. Half a million this dollars. Better work out. It has pink diamonds in it, guys. This is better it, work it, out. It's, it, it's, it's huge. It's, it's beautiful. It, 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 it better last. That's all I'm saying. It's a whole lot of pressure on this relationship. They ain't J&B. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Everyone is making a big deal out of this wedding because VH1 has already put in their dibs to say, hey, we are going to do your wedding special. You know Mona Scott Young was going to get I in on that. I guess if Gucci man can do it, I, why, why not Offset and Cardi B? Yes, yes. So. That, 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 I, I mean, I really don't care to see it. I, if they even make it. But you know what? Everybody has a price. I bet you they just hold out just to get that paycheck. And then after the show is, they're going to get divorced. 
Don't say that. Oh, come on now. Stop it. Those big oval profile relationships never work out. Uh, that's not true. You just said J and B. Name another. Uh, I have one for you. Tisha and Dwayne. Jada and Will. I that's said high profile. Jada and Will. Okay, I, I, I give you Will. <laughs> Jada ain't been high profile quite some time, but okay. she doesn't need to be, the but we still love Jada, though. Early. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to our next story. Now, this is an interesting story that just came out earlier today. So if you guys remember Star Jones' ex-husband, Al Reynolds, you guys remember <laughs> How can him? I forget him. Well, Wasn't he, he an uh, honorary basketball wife? Well, he was a friend to the show. Uh, but he actually came out today to Radar Online as a bisexual man. Rayshawn, did you really just do that? Did you really just laugh out loud on the air? What was that? Who's next? Richard Simmons? I mean, come on. Now. Like, is his coming out really that surprising? Was it kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, he has come out, first of all, as a bisexual man, okay? So he does date both, but (laughs) nine years after his very publicized divorce, because you guys know it was very publicized, and it was amid gay rumors. That was a large part of their marriage, unfortunately. People were constantly saying that he was gay, but he has finally decided to come out as a gay man. And this is what he said. He said, quote, Today I accept myself as a bisexual man. Ever since I have been in the public eye, people have been speculating about my sexuality. And speculating is a kind word for how it actually played out. With anger and disdain, people have been calling me out as gay, closeted, a sham, and even nastier, much nastier. He said, I have come to a point in my life where I am ready to discuss my truth. I wasn't ready to do this then. I wasn't even ready to think about it, let alone process it. To understand my journey and how it got to this point, you need to understand a little bit more about me. So he went on to say that growing up, he was very, you know, heavily involved in the church. His family was very religious and that basically they made him feel bad about having the feelings that he had regarding the same sex. And that's what took him so long to come out as a bisexual man. So, and know what? Big ups to Al Reynolds. You know, that took courage, that took strength, absolutely that took bravery, that took all of that. But I wanted him to know that you accepted you today, but I think the whole world accepted you a long time ago, bro. So, just welcome to what the rest of the world has already known. I congratulate you, but success. We're gonna keep it moving. That's right. Al Reynolds living his truth. All right, I'm Mike Trey, I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts about Al Reynolds coming out? I'm going to be real. I'm kind of young, so I don't even really know who Al Reynolds is. But oh. I'm sorry. But <laughs> so when you're age. <laughs> this is the but, millennial uh, night tonight, y'all. Y'all are millennials, too, technically. But Are we? Okay. I think I, the cutoff started at me, but that's okay. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you only a few weeks younger than me. Stop it. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, I mean, I think it, it's cool that he's finally, you know, living his truth ultimately i mean i saw people talking about it on like online and on twitter and everyone sort of had the same uh reaction as rayshawn is like yeah we knew that but it's important that he ultimately clarifies what it is because there is a difference between being gay and bisexual Mm -hmm. and um you know it is always important to sort of validate your identity it's always important to invalidate that identity uh to the people around you so that people don't 
you know, use the wrong language, you know, spread the wrong information. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. It's good for, you know, other bisexual people out there, bisexual men out there who needs to see themselves represented, who needs to see themselves mm-hmm. reaffirmed. And I agree with you because I feel like being a bisexual man is not talked about as much because as soon as they hear bisexual, it's just, oh, you're gay. And it's like, well, there's a difference because a bisexual man likes men and he likes women. So it's not that Absolutely. he just likes men. men. So I do right. think that, like you said, I think it's good that he has come out as this bisexual man. So maybe more bisexual men will come out and say, hey, you know what? I like both. I'm not just a gay man. I actually like and appreciate both. And dibble dabble in both. I'm not mad at that. Best hey, live your life. Worlds. Do what makes you happy well, ultimately. Like I said, Al, congratulations. And welcome to the fold. All right. Now, one person who I know is going to have a lot to say about this probably tomorrow on her show is Wendy Williams. Because Mm -hmm. Wendy has always had little, you know, digs at Mr. Reynolds regarding his sexuality over the Mm -hmm. years. And if you guys have been following Wendy this week, you saw that on Tuesday she actually passed out on air, live on air, guys. So it was actually pretty scary. Did you guys see the clip? Yeah, I saw Yeah, so she claims that it was after overheating that she, you know, was overheated in her costume because she was wearing a costume, a Statue of Liberty costume for Halloween, and also that she was dehydrated. So she says that she's fine and that, you know, she has some hydration, got her electrolytes in, and that she's good now. But it, it was it was pretty scary. But she says it wasn't a stunt because people are trying to say that it was a stunt. And she's saying, no, that was the real deal. Because, you know, Wendy's a tall girl, you know, like me. You know, we're tall. That's a pretty hard fall to take. So she's she saying, like, look, go. that was real. That was not staged. Mm. I fail. Okay, I'll give you all that. But all I'm saying is I was hot before I came in here and I took off my coat. I didn't come in here with the coat. If the costume overheated you. You show K right back on in that same costume and them same lights and that same. What you just needed a glass of water. <laughs> well, she said she was dehydrated. Okay, that dehydrated. You needed an IV. Okay, you didn't need a bottle of water. It was gonna pick you back up. Like you said, her big ass falling. That was a hard fall. Like yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not buying this overheating dehydration story. But you know, Wendy's always been the one to she she wants to show everybody else's dirty laundry to keep the focus off of her own. So, well, we know that she hasn't really addressed you know the rumors mm-hmm. regarding her husband too much. You know, and she, she, she kind of nipped that in the butt real quick. She and was saying that hey. It's not true, and I still have a ring, and that's pretty much it. Now, speaking of nipped in the butt, uh, Papa John, CEO, you guys, have you been hearing about this? Yeah. His comments. All right, so he's blaming the NFL protests on his poor pizza sales and saying that the situation should have been, this is a quote, nipped in the butt a year and a half ago. All right? So I don't know if you guys are fans of Papa John's Pizza, but apparently there are not as many people out there that are fans because apparently his sales have dropped tremendously. Now, if you want to talk about specific numbers, $70 million he lost in less than 24 hours after the company had been an official NFL sponsor since 2010, and they released their third quarter financial report on Tuesday. $70 million. Since that statement? Since they released the third quarter financial oh, report. So when they released you. that report, yeah, it yeah. showed that he's lost over $70 million. And this is, you know, since he's saying it's since okay, yeah, the yeah. protests have been happening because they have been the official NFL sponsor since 2010. Oh, well, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, 
I, I kind of understand where he's coming from now. I'm about to be crucified. What he's basically trying to say is this protest is messing with his money. <laughs> That's basically he he didn't word it right. He said, "Hold on now, I'm down seventy million since these protests, y'all. Come on now, y'all killing my pockets. Y'all can relate to that. Come on, like because is he any hot water? Any backlash from these comments? Oh, absolutely. You so, see what I'm saying? Because it wasn't worded right. You yeah. see what I'm saying? What he meant to say is this protest is messing with the church's money. And then I'm sure you know a lot of us would have understood that. I mean, Trey, the younger generation, what what what? What's your stance on? I mean, this piece ain't really all that good. Uh, like, uh, it's not good. I mean, I, I'm a hungry Howie's man myself. Well, you, have, you have hungry Howie, Howie's. You have Cottage Inn. You have Little Caesars. You have. Okay, hold on. We can get paid by all these, you know, pizza companies. You dropping these names? <laughs> I'm, just I'm just saying. You know, be careful. Little Caesars. Na- I mean, Papa John's. Okay, I mean, Little Caesars, Caesar's is, but Little Caesars is five dollars. So yeah, if you have to keep I mean, that in mind, the price is right. Right. Yeah, Papa John's is a little pricey. Little Caesars is That's like, probably why your sales are done. Yeah, I mean, I think Little Caesars is like the is it's the pizza as like a McDouble or a, like a Big Mac is to a burger or something that, like that. The it's fast not the best. food of the pizza. Joint. Yeah, it's okay. not the most like best quality, but it, you know it tastes decent enough for you know when you got five dollars for the money. Yeah, but I think the general point is like the pizza isn't that good, and I mean it also hurt him that he like came out. I think he came out in support of Trump like. And I said that hurt your sales. It wasn't these protests. It was it was your loyalty to the Trump. Yeah. Well, we've seen that a lot of people have actually been facing a lot of backlash for their support with Donald Trump or their affiliation with uh, President Donald Trump, Chrisette such Michelle. as Steve Harvey, Chrisette Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, Tina Campbell, Mary Mary, mm-hmm. and so well, unfortunately, Michelle lost her baby because of Jesus. Well, you know, she said that the stress, you know, because she performed at the inauguration. For those of you that don't know, and she got a lot of backlash from that, and she was saying that that stress did cause her to miscarry. You know, among some other things that were going on in her life, she lost some endorsements, some deals. Um, I think that's so interesting, though. Like, if people find out that you are a supporter of the president, like, they not messing with you. That, that's just very interesting in this day and age. Like, I've never seen that in my generation. Well, it shows what the presidency has become. I mean. It's a joke. It's a joke. I mean, it. like I said, if you support the presidency, you're supporting white supremacy. You're supporting misogyny. You're supporting you know, homophobia, all of that, transphobia, all of it. You're supporting oppression and that we can't do that. We can't live with that. And he may single-handedly, single-handedly just destroy what the presidency was established to be. He's the complete opposite of what Obama was in terms of, like, the respect that we had. Nobody cares about Donald Trump. Nobody likes him. Nobody respects him. He's, like, that means you said you, Now, you said you just said something powerful and you didn't even realize it. He's the polar opposite of what we just came off of. That was their plan Ex- Exactly. The and I was going to say, and I think that's what his appeal to people right. is. For those that, you know, Absolutely. do support President Donald Trump, I think that it's basically because he is an extremist, right? He says exactly how he feels. He's unapologetic for it, <laughs> no pun intended. And people <laughs> actually respect that. They're like, for better or for worse. Right, for better or for worse. They're like, hey, he says exactly how he feels. It's right in our faces. We know what we're getting ourselves into by voting for this man. He's putting it all out there on the table. And I think that's why he does have the support that he does have. Uh, But let's get back to food. Because you know I love food. Yes, we do. Yeah, you know, I love talking about food. So, you know, we're talking oh, about Papa John's and, and you know, I told you I was going to talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there 
is, and this isn't celebrity related. This is more, you know, pop culture lifestyle. But I think it's hilarious. Uh-huh. So there is this uh, woman that's on social media saying that her aunt is charging the family thirty dollars per plate for Thanksgiving, and everyone is going in on this aunt. Like, what's up with your, you know, your aunt charging thirty dollars per person for the family Thanksgiving dinner? But why am I not mad at this? I am not mad, but we, mad okay, what we getting for that 30, though? That, that, that's all I want to know. What's on the menu for 30? I, I, I'll pay for the play. You know, you spending your time, your effort, and it is the holiday. Mm-hmm. So I'm not paying for this play for $30. Does this plate give me leftovers? <laughs> okay, I don't know if that comes with Tupperware. Right? How long am I eating up this plate? Yeah, that's I, not I, know. I, don't, I don't know if it comes with you know it's a go box or you know a little Tupperware. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, the reason I'm not mad at it is because first of all, anyone that has prepared Thanksgiving dinner, and I don't know if you guys have, but I have helped to prepare Thanksgiving dinner. It's a lot of work. So I cater every Thanksgiving dinner, and that is a lot of work. Them boxes, them containers, heating that stuff up and serving mm-hmm. it, so I can understand if I had to cook that yes. shit. Yes, so you have to cook it, and let's keep mm-hmm. it real, you have to purchase the food. Oh, That's expensive in itself, so you put your time, you put your efforts in it, you put your money in it. Your health. And, you know, if they're serving cocktails along with the Thanksgiving dinner, along with a little dessert... And it's all you can eat? Hey. But like I said, now she charging plate or head. Because the thing is, now, if you charging a plate, you ain't just going to give me your running the meal dressing with the cranberry sauce and the turkey and the greens and the macaron. No, I ain't paying $30 for that. Am I paying $30 to come over and it's all I can eat and I can possibly, all I can eat there? Like, I ain't taking nothing home? Well, maybe I can take a plate home for $30. Come on, auntie. Yeah. Like, what am I getting for $30? Well, yeah, yeah, they didn't go into a specific. That's all I want to know. But if this isn't all-you-can-eat type of affair. Right. I ain't mad I, at that. I, I'm not mad at it either. You see what I'm Maybe saying? Maybe more people should actually take note. No, nah, and then I want Auntie to take that, whatever she make, and we're going to have a bomb-ass Christmas. That's how we're going to do that right there. That's how we're going to do that. That's how we're going to do that right there. We're going to have a bomb-ass Christmas. It's all going to the Christmas pot for Auntie because she can make Christmas just as fly as she did for Thanksgiving. Because, you know, you actually get fatter on Christmas because yeah. you eat the sweeter stuff. That's when you get the Christmas cookies and cake and all that. I don't know. I think both. Um, I can't wait on both. It it is the fat-ass time of the year. All right, Mike Trey, you would pay $30. I wouldn't pay $30, but I agree with y'all. 15 It's not. I mean, here's the thing. It's high, but, like, okay, let's put it like this. You're right. It's really expensive, and it's a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? You're cooking a whole dinner. You got to pay. If it's a big 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 event you know what I'm saying with like a lot of family not just the immediate family but you got all kinds of cousins and stuff coming over then yeah it's gonna cost a lot of money you paying at least two three hundred dollars in groceries if that you know and it's like you need to be reimbursed somehow three hundred uh, thirty dollars a plate no but maybe like thirty dollars a family or something like that or ten dollars a plate five dollars a plate something like that just to sort of reimburse but like without overcharging, but you know, still I, I can see my aunt doing something like that. God rest her soul. I'm I glad she didn't get an idea to do that because she really had. You know, Aunt Crystal would have show y'all. You know, she would have definitely. Yeah, but God rest thing, her soul. The best thing to do, I think, is to just have a potluck with people you can trust to make certain things. And I was gonna say, but see, that's where it can backfire because you know everyone can't cook. Not everyone can cook, but you know, I mean, you can find out who can. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, I'm always gotta, down for the potluck. Because yeah. I bring the same thing every potluck. I'm bringing the soda, napkins, and plates. Right. Like, you know you know somebody who can make some good mac and cheese. You know someone who can, like, make a turkey real, like, well. You can make someone, know someone who makes good dressing, all of that. You know, just find those people, bring them together. And then you don't really got to pay that much. You ain't got to do that much work. Yeah, I'm not 
not mad at the potluck idea. Like I said, my only issue with the potluck is, you know, sometimes that same aunt brings that nasty potato salad. Or that dressing. Uh, and you're like, I made the dressing like, mm-hmm. for yourself. You can eat that booze. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that's it for celebrity and entertainment news. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go into our topic for tonight, which is talking about um, the recent allegations with uh, Harvey Weinstein and more recently, uh, Kevin Spacey. And we're going to talk more about sexual harassment and sexual assault and how we can actually help to prevent some of this from happening, not only in Hollywood, but just period. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We are back on Unapologetic. And before the break, we were talking about our topic for this evening. So we're going to be talking about a very serious uh, topic, and it is is sexual harassment as well as sexual assault. So amid all of the allegations that have recently come forward with these Hollywood moguls and celebrities, there's a lot of people that are coming forward and saying, hey, this has happened to me too. So I know we've talked about Harvey Weinstein, um, who has had numerous uh, actresses come forward with allegations that he did sexually harass them or assault them. And now there has been a recent allegation. Well, actually, let me change that because this one just came out today as well. There's been two people that have recently come forward uh, regarding actor Kevin Spacey saying that he sexually harassed and this other recent accuser has said that he actually did attempt to rape him. Um, Oh, Yes. So this came out today. So there is a new um, person that came forward and said that when he was 14, he actually was attempt. Well, Kevin Spacey attempted to rape him, allegedly, um, and that he actually did have an ongoing relationship with his man after that happened. Um, And he said that Spacey was 24 at the time and he did call him a pedophile. That's a quote. So how do you guys feel about you know, now all of these people are coming forward because this is the thing. We've all heard about the casting couch, right? Yeah. Okay. So, came you know, th- exactly. There's always, mm-hmm. you know, some truth there and something when things like that, you know, come mm-hmm. up. So we've all heard about that. And now people are actually confirming it and saying, hey, you know, this happened to me, too. So we've talked about, you know, Bill Cosby, who, you know, allegedly was date raping women and so forth. And now... It's like it's out there. So I want to know, how do you guys feel about these allegations that are coming forward with these men that have been so highly respected in Hollywood? Well, the more I hear about it and the more it's coming out, coming out, I know we should never blame the victim. And I'm never blaming a victim. Do not get me wrong. I'm not victim blaming. But what I am going to do is blame the people that let these people think that this was okay. And what I mean by that is Harvey Weinstein would not have done that unless somebody else made it okay for him to do it the first time. Who started it casting couch? Because mind this, I mean by this, because some women said that no, I don't like that. Don't do that. I'm not down for that. But guess what? We don't never hear about the women that did go for it. Mm-hmm. Where they at? The ones that was like, oh, this is my career. If this is what I have to do, you know, I use what I got to get what I want. Where's those women? Those are the ones that you need. Why did you allow that to happen? And now you've created a monster. So now he's just preying on anyone and everyone. Because the thing is, again, people are only going to allow what you let them, if you know what I mean. Okay, Mike, how do you feel about that? Um, I think that it is a result of a big of a bigger bigger problem culturally um 
you may have recently been hearing this term, uh, rape culture, uh, that's been sort of going around for decades, for decades, even centuries. We've sort of curated this this idea that men have a specific type of ownership over women. We don't like we're not effectively taught things about taught about things like consent. You know, I was, you know, growing up, I was never someone who was on that because. I mean, you know, our mom raised us right, of course, and, you know, I was always just never – that was just never something that was within me. But I still didn't really learn about the rules of consent until I was in college. And this is something that needs to be learned a lot earlier. I'm talking about childhood age. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, you have enablers and, you know, it's like I think you can sort of question the people who allowed it to happen. But I think the bigger question is just like – you know, it should have never just been encouraged in the absolute first place. Some people have stronger right. stomachs. Some people have stronger, you know, just stronger wills and are willing willing to make that type of sacrifice to get where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to fault them for it. I'm not going to, you know, shame them for it. Um, but but ultimately, the the problem is just the culture that's been raised because, you know, this has been happening for decades. It's been happening for a very, very long time. But it's 2017 where it's finally coming to light as something negative. Because this Kevin Spacey stuff is coming out, but it's been out. I've read about Kevin Spacey doing this stuff years ago. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, those rumors have been circulating for a long time, just like, um, you know, the Corys, right? The Corys of the 80s, Corey Aim um, and Corey yeah, Feldman. Yeah, yeah. So they have been actually talking about this for a long, long time. time. And I feel yeah. like it fell on deaf ears because they're like, oh, you know, they've had their issues. You know, right, nobody right, really right, believed right. them. They're just looking for attention. And then Corey Aim you know, actually passed away. And Corey Feldman actually said he actually died as a result of what happened to him because he said that, and this is alleged, of course, but he said that he was repeatedly raped while in Hollywood at 14, 15 years old. And, you know, I'm not going to say any names, but there is a a high profile uh, Hollywood actor who they've been pointing the finger at as the person that actually did Initiate. This is um, unapologetic. This is unapologetic. However, I am not trying to to get sued. Allegedly, who? I will say this, guys. Google it. He was in a film with him. If you guys Google it, you will see who this actor is, um, who they are saying was the person that initiated um, the first rape. Um, And again, this is all alleged. um, Of Corey Aim. Don't shoot the messenger. You can say it. Right. If it's on Google, again, Google. Where okay, is just Google it. Where's our engineer? We need. Can, can you Google Corey Feldman rape? No, it's Corey Hain. Oh, Corey Hain oh. rape. But again, and I want to kind of why she, you know, doing that. I want to kind of speak on what Trey talked about when you said we have this dude thing called rape culture. Now, let me ask y'all a question. I, I, I think we in, in 2017, we're kind of confused. We don't know who to praise for what they do or who to put down. And I say that because everyone's putting down Harvey Weinstein for, you know, grabbing these women and being inappropriate. But we praise Hugh Hefner for exploiting them. But see, the thing is, those, like I said, again, it's who do you blame in this? Because, yes, those women did it consensually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they chose that. But the thing is, how can a young man, like you just said, you didn't learn about consent at college. How do I know the difference? Okay, so the difference is if you're talking to a woman and you're coming on to her and the woman 
openly says, yes, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm down with this. Yes, I will be intimate with you. I welcome your advances. Okay, then you know that there's a line there that hasn't been crossed because this woman has invited you into that situation. If this is a woman that is telling you, I am not interested, please leave me alone. Don't do that. Don't touch me. Then you should let it go and not touch her. And that should be the end of it. But that's what I'm However, comma, as a professional, why are you even harassing women, period? As a professional man in which you're dealing with these women in a professional manner, right? You are a Hollywood director. These are actresses that are on your set. Why are you even flirting with them or even harassing them in the first place. You should be keeping it professional. Now, if you're in a bar and you're trying to approach a woman and get to know her, then that's something completely different. But you're on a professional level here on a professional set with women that are employed by you. Now, do you think Hugh kept it professional? Because wasn't most of them his girlfriends and wives? I'm just asking questions. I mean, I don't know if most were, but we do know that he did have, like the, you know. That was, the, that was the thing. Right, that was, you know, a so part that's of it. He I'm did saying. have girlfriends, but there were people that did post for the magazine that Hugh was not linked to romantic. But how do we know, like I'm saying, like, I, I, I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just trying to say that I'm not defending none of this. I'm just trying to get to the root of where this is coming from. You know, we can bash the dude. The, the, the people who's doing it, but where did it start from? Where did it stem from? That's what I'm trying to get to the it bottom came of. You from know what I'm someone saying? Someone trying it. That's what I'm saying. And getting away with it. The, the problem is this is the issue, right? Because this is unapologetic. So I'll be unapologetic. Wait. I've been sexually harassed, okay? Hmm. And I didn't report it. And I'll tell you why I didn't report it because I was afraid of losing my job. So it happened with very powerful men. In which I was like, if I say something, am I going to get blackballed in my career? But did you shut it down? I did shut it down. Did it happen again? No. Okay. Isn't that how the situation with the, the these Harvey Weinstein well, like, victims? Hold on. Let me take that back. Okay. I, 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 the, I was going to say, no, there was one man who did repeatedly try after I denied it over, you know, but, well, after I said no to him numerous times in, in terms of his advances. Right. But okay. eventually he, he did stop. But then I did it get worse. It didn't get worse. Okay. Um, it just kept happening. happening. It was just a reoccurrence. And okay. it just got to the point where it was annoying. Where I was like, okay, at some point I may have to report this man because, you know, he had done it more than twice at this point. Now you know the F up thing is somebody will look at you and they would say you was wrong for not speaking up. But you know what? I wouldn't say that they were right or wrong for saying that. And the reason why is because maybe if I would have spoken up and I would have said something, because how do I know there aren't more women out there that he has not because, harassed? They because say, I'm sure I wasn't the first. Right. They would I'm sure say, I wasn't the last. You were part of the problem. Why you let this go on? They would look at you as being the ones that let it go on. But like I said, you was like, no, I ain't that girl. I ain't that one. Get the hell on. You did right. Like you said, but at the same time, mind you, how does this... Clearly, there's something wrong with him. And how does he know who would it? Because the thing is, like you just said, it's not his first, not his last. You just one of the ones that said no. Right. But, you know, I'm going to let you make your point, Mike Trey, because I see oh, you're, you're itching sorry. to say something. Go ahead. Um, but I was I would just say, you know, we can't get into victim bashing. No, no, no. I'm not, so, not doing that at all. Okay. I know. And I'm yeah. not saying that you're doing that, but a lot of people do. Yeah. And so this is not their fault just like it's not no, my fault that that no, happened to me not. Um, but should I have said something 
Yeah, looking back, like, yeah, I probably should have said something, but those men were so powerful that I was afraid. And And I think that's why so many women have not spoken up in my early 20s. Yeah, so that's, I I see why you would be afraid to say anything in your early 20s. But go ahead. Yeah, Um, I think it is extremely, especially at that time period, it's very reasonable to be sort of afraid to speak up just because, again, that time period, even just a few years ago, was a different time period from 2017. Um, We... Because, again, people have been sort of speaking up. Nothing happens. It hurts mm-hmm. them. Uh, the biggest, the biggest, most prominent example I can think of is what happened when Raz B came out about what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone laughed in his face. Mm-hmm. Laughed in his face, and he was ran out of the country. You know, he's in, like, China or something. You, if Hasn't you guys don't know who Raz B is, because a lot of people don't know, but Raz B um, was a member of B2K. And you're absolutely mm-hmm. right about that. I mean, to cut you off, but a lot mm-hmm. of people may not know who Raz yeah. B is. Go ahead. But, yeah, so, like, that example, what happened to him is sort of exactly why people are afraid to speak up. Because it's like when you do, you can get laughed at. You're not going to get taken seriously. You can lose everything. Raz mm-hmm. B lost everything. Like the two Corys, like no but one believed now, them. Now, see, it's so interesting that you said this because, like you said, Stacey, now had you come out, you would have had support. You would have had people backing you up. You would have had people on your side, people like, oh, no, I can't believe that happened to you. I actually was a victim of molestation when I was a kid. When news got out and people found out about it, they laughed at me. So explain that to me. Because kind of, you know, because I, I think of Terry Crews mm-hmm. when he shared his story. Now, this is, you know, six, what, six foot three, right, 280 solid big Terry Crews mm-hmm. who has effects of being, you know, handled inappropriately. How does the, the, the stigma that um, when it happens to a man. And that is what pisses me off more than anything. Okay, so you know what? Hold that thought because we're going to touch on that because we're going to take a quick break. So when we come back, we're going to elaborate more on, you know, is there a double standard when sexual harassment and assault happens with men? So we're going to talk about that when we come back. So, guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We are back on Unapologetic. And we are talking about tonight sexual harassment and sexual assault, not only just in Hollywood, but period, in the workplace, just in life. And so before the break, we were talking about the double standard that happens with uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault when it comes to men. So, Rayshawn, you were making a point about how you had an experience and when it was revealed, people laughed at you. Oh, yeah. I was made fun of. I was put down. I felt belittled. So let me ask you, who did you tell first? I didn't tell anybody because I was young. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even know what was happening when it was happening. I was like five years old. Um, But we were caught, and the person who caught us made me feel like it was my fault. Was it a family member? Yeah, it was a family member. It It was a very important family member. And she made me feel like... It was my fault when it happened. And I confided in a friend at the time. And like I said, they laughed at me. When you were five years old? No, no. When I was older. Okay. I was old. I was still a kid when I that was like a teenager. Okay. And I had finally told somebody. And yeah, I got laughed at. And then other people found out about it. And then I was threatened. 
I was gonna get jumped because of it. So it, it's just I don't understand this whole a man supposed to be strong, it's supposed to be this, supposed to be that, supposed to show weakness. I think that is such bullshit because y'all just don't understand the things that a man deals with that we just don't talk about. Okay, so let's go back to you said that you were threatened yeah. with physical violence. Were you threatened because you? basically revealed who this person was that did this to you? Yes. Okay. So basically they were protecting this person. So it's like to shut you up, we're going to beat you up if you keep spreading these rumors about <sighs> this person. Much. Pretty and much. see, that goes back to why a lot of people don't, don't say, say anything. anything. It, it, it's out of, because now I didn't even know that was going to happen. Like I just, just said it. Like it, it was just, you know, I confided into a friend. I wasn't expecting like, okay, but I didn't do nothing. But why am I feeling like I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. So, and I think even, let's even take it out the man or the woman, it's because I, I hear a lot of times when a woman get raped, well, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Who were you wearing? Mm-hmm. Where were you at? Mm-hmm. Who were you with? It's like, what type of shit is that? You know, it, it, it should not matter. You see what I'm saying? And I think these people, and, and I can't even call Harvey Weinstein an actual rapist because he didn't go out lurking and attack anyone. These are well calculated. So what do you call people like that? Mm-hmm. Who, who? And then like you said, that gentleman at whatever who was sexually harassing you, mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, grab you and take you to a dark corner and then have his way with you. He was just being very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You said, what do you call people like that? Abusers, because they're abusing their power to, mm. you know, okay. try to get something that they aren't entitled to. You know, like, you know, Harvey Weinstein Weinstein didn't necessarily have sex with, you know, every woman or, you know, have sexual relations with them. But he tried. And him being in a position of power and actively trying to do that is extremely inappropriate. And he's, he's under the abuser category. Um, as for, like, masculinity and manhood and sort of like that double standard and just sort of not being able to be vulnerable and being victims of sexual assault without being allowed backlash. to be victims of the backlash. <laughs> yes. You know, it's rooted <clears throat> because you know it's rooted in, in toxic masculinity. It's sort of rooted in this idea that we're meant to be strong. As soon as we as soon as men, you know, especially black men, but as soon as men especially come out of men. come out of the womb, we're immediately sexualized. It is ideal that we start having sex as young as possible. Mm-hmm. So when we be assaulted or raped by older women, it is okay. It is championed even by other men because they've been programmed exactly. to think this way. Exactly. So when they have this uh, this thinking, it just cause, causes a vicious circle. So when you speak out, well, at least not before 2017 when you when you spoke out, it's like if you talk about a woman harassing you, when you talk about a woman, you are, you're not taken seriously because it's like you should want that. You know? Exactly. And then and if it's a man – then automatically you are invalidated. Your sexual identity, your gender identity, all of it, invalidated. Because the thing is, because there was another guy who molested me as a boy. Why am I the gay one? Mm. (laughs) I didn't molest myself, Mm -hmm. but uh, that's a faggot. I never understood that. And so I understand why a lot of men don't speak out. Well, I want to also bring up a point of that, um, Mike Trey just mentioned when he was talking about how at young ages, like mm-hmm. men are taught, you know, that you're supposed to have sex, you know, early. Right. And I actually have two male friends that I had to bring to their attention. Like, do you realize that you were 
a victim of something because they were both like nine and 10 years old. And these older girls, like teenagers, like 17, 18 years old, like 18 is actually, that's a woman. Okay. 17, 18 years old had, had sex with them. That's how they lost their virginities at like nine and 10 years old. And I'm like, do you realize that you were a victim here? Like, that's not normal. I'm not saying you put them out there, but think about their behavior now as adults. Is it something that is kind of, would you praise them or had they had some issues since like adolescent years, teenage, 20s? I don't know how old this person is, but are they someone who you look at as a model citizen? Or have they had some type of issues? Um, no, they're they're pretty stand up guys. Um, they're great fathers. Um, okay, but they both have been married. You know, they've been great husbands. So they, I would say, they're okay. pretty. You know, stand up men. I think for them, they didn't understand. Like when they were telling me about it, I don't think they understood. No, but I, I guess that they just thought, oh, I just lost my virginity at a young age. Maybe you don't know their sexual behavior. Are, are you? Well, I, aware? that I can't say. I'm not aware of their sexual behavior because now someone that who was kind of a victim of the same thing, but. Again, same situation. It's praise when it happens to Chris Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at his life. Right. L- look how he's living. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You can't sit there and tell me that that did not have any type of effect on how he's living now. I mean, it could be, you know, the fame, entertainment, all that whole industry. But you cannot sit there and say that he was not affected. But again, like Trey said, they're going to try to make you think that it was a great thing that a woman did it. But let a man touch you, then it's horrible. But then a woman, she doesn't have, you know, that when she's, you know, sexually assaulted, it's her fault. But when a guy sexually assaulted, like Trey said, oh, you going to high five him. I think it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Sexual assault is sexual assault. I think if you're going to be a hoe, then own it. Be a hoe. Just say you're a hoe, own it. So everybody knows who they can get away with that with. All right, so we're actually going to wrap up soon. So this is something that I want to, you know, talk about. How do we prevent this? Is it talking about it more like you said earlier? Yes, you have to. And then don't be so quick to say that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm. blaming the Thank victim. Thank you. Stop making them feel ashamed to own it. Like you said, why is it that when, you know, someone is raped, why is it the question of, well, where were you? What, what did you what, do? What did you have on? What right. did you do? Did you lead him on? You know, or in this case, we're talking about, did you lead her on? The thing is, no ma- means no, no, period. If it's a man, a woman, uh, mind you, in my profession where I work, I get advances every day. It does make you, it doesn't make certain men uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie. Not every man likes to get hit on like that. I'm going to tell you the honest truth. Yeah. You see, like, I, every, because. Just my, like every woman doesn't want to be hit on constantly. But, uh, but on the flip side, every woman don't, but every woman does. I mean, not every. Some women out there, they don't mind it. Like, some men don't mind it. Mm-hmm. So some men out there who do mind it. Like, some women, y'all do mind getting hit on, but some women out there, they take all those advances. So the thing is, you have to understand that it, it's both spectrums on both sides. Okay, let me ask you guys, since, you know, I revealed what happened with me, with, you know, me being sexually harassed in the workplace. Have either of you ever been sexually harassed or you felt violated by someone? Yeah, it happened to me one time in high school. Um, maybe sometimes in college, too, but definitely a uh, time in high school. It was by a girl um, that I just wasn't really attracted to. I wasn't feeling like that, and she sort of, like... I mean, I'm going to be real. She, like, sort of cornered me when I was 
Um, well, like I was taking the elevator down. She sort of cornered me in there, and I was like, I sort of froze up when she was like, she just like really pushed up on me, and I'm like, but thankfully the elevator door opened, and I was able to like get out. But she, it was, it it, it left me a little bit shook. It didn't really hurt me long term. It didn't really leave any scarring, but it was just enough to sort of teach me, sort of show me like this is not something that I want and this is not something I would ever want to do to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It has affected you. Mm-hmm. It still yeah. bothers you how you're talking about it. Yeah, like it, I mean? yeah, it bothers me, but it's one of those things I haven't, I haven't really brought up. I never really thought about since, you know, probably th- when it happened. Because right. mind you, somebody, oh, you crazy, man. If you was in the elevator, you should have took your chance and you had it right you do that. Right, but he didn't want it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You can do that, but that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And and I think we need to stop, like you said, with this toxic, toxic masculinity, this ideal of what a man, a black man is supposed to be. Not all of them are like that. We not all pock out here in these streets, okay? Mm-hmm. So Some of us are Drake. Well, I'm <laughs> not, but some are. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All right, guys. So let's go to the final word. So as I was just, you know, talking about before, like, how do we prevent this from happening? So for me, I would say we should definitely continue to talk about it and speak out more so that these people don't feel so comfortable doing this. If more people are speaking out and are actually telling people what this individual is doing, then they don't have the opportunity to continue to do it. So I think that's one of the first steps, and you guys can go ahead and chime in as well. Um, piggyback of that, being silent is kind of equating to being selfish because the thing is, yeah, you may lose this, you may lose that, but we also fearful of what we may lose that we don't even think about what we may gain out of telling this. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. I was also afraid to tell. I'm going to lend my support to you. Others may follow that, and you may end up being well off than you were before not telling just by telling. Because the thing is, it's not right. We see that. It's not right. It's not cool for anyone to ever go through any of that. So I think speaking, I, that's all I got. You got to speak up. You can't be scared. I hear these streets. Come on. <laughs> all right, guys. Mike Trey, any final words? Um, Yeah, I think everyone... Now is the time. Um, we're we're changing as a culture. We're changing. We can speak up about it. Um, people are willing to listen. People are willing to take it seriously. People are getting up. They getting taken up out of here for what they're doing. Um, just speak about it. Be honest. Um, don't be afraid because now we've evolved to the point where we can accept it. We can we can listen and we can make we can do the work. And also just raise your kids better. Just tell just tell them. Tell your kids. Teach them what it means to consent. Raise. Teach them that. Boys are not entitled to girls. Girls are not entitled to boys. No one is entitled yes. to each other. We are all human beings who own our bodies. We are allowed to make the decisions we want. A no is a no, and that's all good. It's okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Mike Trey, my guest co-host slash brother, yes. for coming into the studio today and joining in on the Unapologetic Conversation. And thank you, Mr. Rayshon Payne, mm. my regular co-host here for joining us always all right so we will talk to you guys next month i know it's gonna be so hard not to hear our voices for a few more weeks but i promise we're gonna be back but every first thursday of the month at 7 p.m we want you guys to tune in because we're gonna continue to bring you enlightening conversation so you guys be safe out there have a great month and we will talk to you soon happy thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving because we're not gonna talk to you guys so happy thanksgiving you know hopefully you're not being charged 30 dollars plate all right we'll holler at you guys peace out peace out